You're listening to Retrospection Radio Theater with your ever-present host, Noah Martin. Welcome to The Study, a place where I read you the most enlightening tales you've never heard. Please, stay a while. Hello, everyone. If you're hearing this, then that means that something bad has happened. I know it's a cliche, but stick with me. I'm Royal McNeil, an MAD1 radio host turned true crime detective, and I've been hot in a serial killer's trail for months now. His name is the Madison Mamer, and I'm going to figure out who he is and bring him to justice. His first victim was Bella Fields, and I checked an old abandoned cabin in the woods and discovered Bella Fields' last hour on this planet. You heard it in the first episode. And now I have reason to believe the Robinsons, a family that were close to the fields, may have something to do with Bella. I was able to get an interview with Mr. Robinson and his son, Teddy. Later that night, the Robinsons were attacked by a monster. Mr. Robinson has since disappeared. I'm outside the house right now. Mrs. Robinson seems relatively calm and collected. She's approaching me now. Royal? Ma'am? You're a detective, right? A journalist, but I'm doing my best. But you've already put more work into solving poor Bella's murder than the police. Yeah, I'd say so. Please find my husband. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's somehow involved, but please, please. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Teddy... Teddy, come here. If you'll excuse me, Royal, I've still got a kid to look after. Sure thing. Hmm. It looks like the detective assigned to Bella's murder is here. Maybe I'll see what he knows. Excuse me, detective. I don't know what's wrong, officer, but it's strange that Sarge keeps giving me these cases. I'd say. It seems like he trusts you or something. Then again, there's only so many officers in the MPD. Yeah, I was the only officer to graduate from the academy and come here. Detective, I'd like to speak with you. Ah, the press. I'll see you for coffee later. I'll see you there. Good luck. Ah, Royal McNeil, right? Journalist? What can I help you with today? Detective, I've been hot on the Fields case for months now, and my clues led me to John. Fortunately, he's gone. I wanted to know if you knew anything about his disappearance or Bella's murder, since you were the detective on the case. I'm sorry, but I can't share information for an open case, especially to a journalist. Is there anything you can tell me? What are your suspicions? Suspicions? Only suspicion I have is that babe I was talking to earlier. Yeah, she's gonna stand me up. Detective, about the case, please! Oh, she's already stood me up once. <laughs> she's a forgetful person, but oh, the sex is great. Oh, really the only reason to keep seeing her. Detective, please, anything, help me out. She's got super daddy issues, though. It's hot in the bedroom, but so annoying to listen to when we're cuddling afterwards. It's like whenever she calls me daddy, it brings up the memories of her father abusing her. Fine, Detective. You win. Have a nice day. You too, Mr. McNeil. A complete waste of my time. And rude. I probably won't be able to get any information out of him. 
<sighs> Anyways, continuing the case, Teddy mentioned Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray is an old man who has had connections to almost everyone in Madison. He's been a sports coach, often for men's baseball and women's soccer. He's also been on the city council and school board. He even started fixing the potholes in the road when Madison voted down the levy. Yet something has always been off about him to me. Not just the fact that he is a really connected man, but the fact that those closest to him end up dead. When I was younger, I was on the Madison Little League team, and I played with my best friend Gary Leftfield. I enjoyed it, but Gary went from being extroverted and outgoing to a sad, outcast introvert over the course of a singular season. We were 11 at the time, and that would eventually lead to the worst news I ever heard in my life. After that season, Gary would grow up to be a sad soul. He would often come to school exhausted, smelling of high heaven. In senior year of high school, he attempted to take his life. He failed, and his mom was the first one to find him. From that point on, I went out of my way to stay with the man and be the close friends that we once were. I noticed his mood start to improve, slowly but surely. He would start to smile more, laugh a bit louder, and soon, after a few years, he was back to his normal self, charismatic, outgoing. But that hurt that got him, he never went away. He just got better and better at hiding it. It got to him, and when we were 30, he killed himself. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know he felt that way anymore. And I keep kicking myself for not seeing the signs. It's my fault. I was his friend for so long, and he never said why he was so depressed in the first place. I never got him help for the depression. I just gave him a mask to wear. I failed as a friend. And since that moment three years ago, I've been trying to piece together what happened that season. I think it may have had something to do with Mr. Gray. I have my suspicions of the man, but I, I want to confirm them before meeting with him. He knows every inch of this town. Every face, every name. I bet he knows the killer. And when he tells me, I'll bring him to justice for his other crimes. Okay, so I'm here with Benny Watts. We're uh, sitting in his apartment at the nearby town of Combsbury, Maine. The room is kind of small, and there isn't much echo here. Not much ambience, but it's decorated well. Lots of dulled furniture that matches the darkened walls of the room. A singular TV sits across from a sofa he's sitting on. You wanted to talk about something, right? Yes. Were you on the Madison baseball team when you were younger? Uh, yes. 
How old are you now? Nineteen. And when were you on the Madison baseball team? Eleven. And who was the coach of the team? Uh, it was... Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray was the coach of the baseball team? Yeah, that's right. Alright, so how did your team do that season? Uh, I... I don't know. Was Mr. Gray a good coach? Yeah. I'm sorry, my investigative journalist side is kicking in. I'm asking too many questions, aren't I? Well, Mr. Watts, I'm glad you decided to meet with me today. I've been conducting research into Mr. Gray and how he has affected the Madison community, especially after so many fathers left during World War III. The war was hard on all of us. I know. And as a journalist and news anchor during the war, I'm... I'm dreadfully sorry about everything that happened. The information we were given, it was all wrong. And America lost. Such a devastating loss, too. My dad, he served. Right when I got into high school, they reinstated the draft. He got called. The war was over before I could enlist. My dad died in the war. A Russian shot him in Washington, D.C. Your dad was there for the storming of the Capitol? Yeah, and he was almost there for New York, too. But they redeployed him at the last minute to Lima, Ohio. To the tank plant. There was a spy up there that the military thought might sabotage or, worse, blow up the plant. My dad and a small group of army men left to ensure the security of the facility. Uh, my life was tough up until that point, but then it almost became unbearable. Why was it tough up until that point? Memories. Did they have to do with Mr. Gray? What? How, how did you know? My best friend changed forever in Little League. I thought it was maybe puberty, but he never got better. He eventually took his own life. Is that Gary Letfield? I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, Mr. McNeil. Thank you. Yeah, Gary was great. I loved him like a brother. We were always there for each other, even after Little League. But I have so many vivid memories of him acting intrinsically different, all from that summer. We hung out with most of the kids normally, but the only new person was Mr. Gray. I have a memory of after practice. We were all tired and wanted to get ice cream. Mr. Gray drove us to Dairy Queen and bought us all a cone. He kept watching Gary. Every time I looked at him, he was staring at Gary. Eventually, Gary excused himself to the bathroom. And so did Gray. I think that was the first moment I became suspicious of Mr. Gray. Yeah, that's how he does it. For both the Little Leagues and soccer teams. He finds moments when you're vulnerable or after he just bought you a treat and he uses that as leverage every win for the team was a win for him mr watts i'm here today because i heard through the grapevine that you may be one of mr gray's victims yes i am sorry that must have been difficult for you thank you uh, it's it's been hard Especially after Dad died. Mr. Gray was like a father to me. And then he became more like a creepy uncle. <laughs> Would you like to talk about it? Uh, no, I... I can't. Okay, I understand. I would like to ask, though, how have you been lately? 
I've been... trying. Trying so hard to stay happy. It isn't easy. Might I recommend a close friend of mine, a therapist? She won't charge for the first few sessions. She's based in Madison, and I know a few of her clients that have... likely had some affairs with Mr. Gray. She's experienced. Thanks, but I'm not going back to Madison. That's why I moved out here. I had to get out. Even if I'm only 30 miles away, I just needed new scenery. I understand. Here. Here's her card in case you need it. Uh, thank you. Benny Watts was definitely suffering. He looked much like Gary did in high school. Fatigued, introverted, almost paranoid, stuttering. What Gray did to Gary, he must have done to Benny, too. I'm not a praying man, and I don't believe in an afterlife, but people like Gray make me wish hell existed. Ugh, I can't believe him. So many children, so many lives ruined. How many more people have taken their lives because of what Gray did? Bella Fields, Gary Leftfield, Benny Watts, all of them have been touched by this man, and yet he still lives his life as if he didn't ruin theirs. God, I hate him. There's still some more evidence I'd like to gather before reaching out to Mr. Gray. His ex-wife, Jeannie, wanted to talk with me before I confronted him. I'm curious to see what she has to say. I met with Jeannie on a Tuesday, about two days after Benny, though I truly felt bad for Benny. He didn't give much insight or evidence besides Mr. Gray being creepy. I need more concrete facts before I can stick his crimes to him. So, I'm meeting with his ex-wife. She divorced him about 20 years ago, almost right after he started with my Little League team. Jeannie and I met in an empty park, sitting on a bench and feeding some pigeons. The wind was light, and the birds flew overhead, the cool fall sun shining above. How are you, Miss Gray? Please call me Jeannie. I'm not much for formalities. They make my skin crawl. Jeannie, I came to talk with you about your husband. I thought that might be so. What would you like to know? I've talked with a few other people, and all of them have alluded to... R-rated things your ex-husband may have done with children. There's no may-have about it. It's something he did, and the exact reason I left him. Are you comfortable talking about it? comfortable. I'm the one who, 30 years ago, called the cops on him. That's what ended our marriage. He wasn't that way when we first married. He just found some weird things on the internet. From there, he kept getting messed up, until he eventually tried it and never went back. I called the cops the first time, and they arrived to find the place completely clean of evidence. And the child gone. Same thing happened the second time. I tried recording it by setting up hidden cameras, 
but he found them and broke them. So, realizing the cops were no help and he wasn't going to change, I left. Have you done anything since to try and get him arrested? No, I gave up. There's so much hurt in this world. And Grey was causing more of it. Yet no one seemed to care. So I've stayed alone and secluded most of my life. Staying away from all those people that never cared about helping those poor children. He was affecting so many kids, why didn't anyone speak up about it? Well, two reasons. They thought they were alone, that they were the only ones who were affected by this man. But they were wrong. And the other reason is that he tends to go after kids that he know won't talk. Even ones that won't talk into adulthood. Has he ever killed anyone to stop them from speaking up? No, not that I know of. But if he had connections to this Bella girl, then maybe... He did have connections to her. She would often go to his house after school. Do you think that he could have killed her? I don't know. I'm not sure. He'd never hurt a fly when I loved him. But he's so warped and twisted now that I don't know. Thank you for your time, Jeannie. I'm going to be bringing Mr. Gray to justice soon. Don't call him Mr. Gray. That's how he keeps power over you. Thank you, Jeannie. Interesting. Those two visits have confirmed my suspicions. Mr. Gray is a pedophile. He's been touching and grooming children within the community. But could he actually kill someone? He's so old, so frail. And why would he start now, after all of these years? Murdering a girl in cold blood, late at night? It doesn't make sense for what I know about him. Hello? Is this Royal McNeil? This is he? Well, Miss Harrison, I'd warn you to leave it alone. The deeper I go, the more... messed up it becomes. Perhaps we could meet for coffee one day? I don't think I'm quite ready to give an interview yet. There's still more I need to learn. Would you be willing to do so in a week? My assignment is going to be due soon, and I don't know if my professor will... I'll call you when I'm ready. Look, Mr. McNeil, I was trying to be nice and casual about it, but I've pieced together a lot of the clues of the investigation myself. We should meet so I can talk them over with you. I'm not falling for that. Goodbye, Miss Harrison. But wait, I... Thus concludes this broadcast of Retrospection Radio Theater. I'm Noah Martin, your ever-present host. Please join us again on the last day of every month for new episodes of our radio theater... Please listen to more episodes or check out our historical talk show at www.retrospectionradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Retrospection Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating us on your preferred platform and leaving your comments. Finally, Retrospection lives off of your donations and ad space. If you are interested in helping Retrospection in any way, 
please consider going to our website and donating at www.retrospectionradio.com. Our next broadcast will be on the last day of the month. Stay tuned.